0: Hello, hello! Welcome, everybody, to Cabaret. I'm so excited for this episode. I met this fabulous woman a few weeks ago, and uh, you know when you're aligned to somebody and you and you 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 have things in common. I just feel so fully connected to the energy of our guest today. Uh, self, uh, self love, and self acceptance promoter, uh, body healing coach. I am so excited for you to meet the amazing house. <laughs> hey.
1: hey, everybody. I'm so glad to be here with you. This is super exciting.
0: It is it, really is. it really it is. is. I mean, mm-hmm. it, we, when we started talking, it was like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I know we had to do a podcast episode sooner than later because it's like you know we you, what you talk about is so so important about yeah you know body acceptance and and self love and healing
1: And healing. that's the key right there, the healing part. yeah.
0: you so. know so many women, not only but especially women really struggle with their body. yeah and that acceptance.
1: it is so true.
0: So when you talk about healing, what do you mean?
1: Mm, So I really believe in wholeness, you know, like, and, and for me, I don't think I understood it till I put all the pieces together. I thought that if I could just accept what I looked like on the outside, it would be enough. And then I thought if I could emotionally become more aware, it would be enough. And if I could change my mindset, when I realized that they all were aligned together, that they all flowed from my heart center, when I understood that once I healed uh, my trauma, once I stepped into my fear and in my pain, embraced it, and then was able to put all those parts together, the emotional, the physical and the mental part, my whole world opened up and I really stepped into the person that I wanted to be and started creating the life of my dreams. So yeah, it's whole body, it's whole body healing, yeah.
0: And, um, and where do you find that women struggle the most with that?
1: Well, I oftentimes think that it is what you look like on the outside, that oftentimes women think that that's their issue, how they're perceived in society based on their looks, <clears throat> based on their weight, their size. And oftentimes when they, we start doing the work, when we start talking, when they start thinking about those hard questions, you realize it, it has very little to do with what you look like. It has to do with the source, where the pain started. It really is your mindset. It is really about becoming more emotionally aware and really stepping into your body, like really connecting your whole body from the inside out. And when you realize, oh, that's where I needed the work, how you see yourself totally changes. And you don't have to change anything physically. Everything else comes together. All of a sudden, your world looks different.
0: That is so true, and mm-hmm. and it's it's interesting how we somehow get these messages given to us, and Fox, yeah. and we're told that it is all about how we look. Like it physically.
1: is, yeah, yeah. It's no wonder that we struggle so much with it. You've been taught since you were young, you were put in a box. Oh, you're so tall, like I was told that my whole life. Oh, you're just, you're just big bones. You're just, you know, like you are boxed in from a very young age by people you love that are supposed to make you feel safe. And they don't even know they're doing it because they were taught the same thing. And so it's no wonder that when you become an adult, You know, you have such a difficult time changing the way you think about yourself, the way you see yourself, and then it's ingrained in commercials. It's ingrained by how we treat boys and girls. It's ingrained in expectations in school. It's ingrained in the clothes we wear. And so it's so hard to break that thinking it's so hard to see yourself differently and the way you talk to yourself the way you emotionally feel about yourself you've been trained to do it so it takes you a lifetime to get here it takes work to get you out of it and start living a new way
0: uh, and I love the work that you do Thank and it's you. Yeah. One to watch. you as well <laughs>
1: <laughs> you said what I'm sorry I do love what you do I just have to say that but I'm sorry what did you ask because
0: I because I I I The work that I do is the same in in a different way. In a
1: different way.
0: But it's the same. It's from the inside out.
1: It is. You know,
0: and it's, and I've told you this story when I uh, performed cabaret again for the first time Mm -hmm. five weeks ago now. I was thinking, oh, I need to get back into shape and I'm not as strong and as flexible Mm -hmm. and not as fit. And and it's nothing to do with the body, the physical Mm -hmm. body. It really isn't. It's all here.
1: It is. It's mental. Yeah.
0: And so I I once I came from that place because I've done that internal work.
1: Right. Yeah. I,
0: like, I don't I don't really care and neither did the audience that night. Of course night. not. No. You know? Because it's not about that. It's It's not not. about
1: your body. It's about your confidence. It's about the way you feel yourself. And that energy radiates out of you. You know, I um, have vitiligo and I've had it for um, over 10 years now. And um, so I'm spotted all over my body. And people often say, you're so confident. You just like move so confidently. I'm like, but why wouldn't I? Because how I see myself is beautiful. Like I feel beautiful. I think I'm beautiful. It radiates from me. The way that I love myself, the way that I treat myself, the way that I talk to myself has nothing to do with what I look like or what other people see me as. It's how I feel about myself. And because I feel that love and that acceptance for myself, it doesn't matter you know, what's actually going on. And I'm more in love with myself today than I was 10 and a half years ago before I was diagnosed with vitiligo. So, I mean, it really, my story and my growth and my journey is just a testament to to say that if you are willing to step into the work and if you are willing to face your fears and if you're willing to heal yourself, you really can feel whole and you can feel complete and you don't have to physically change yourself at all to do it.
0: I love that message so, so, so much. So, yeah. much. so yeah. how do we get into self-love and self-acceptance? Where where how <sighs> right. do we?
1: Do? I know it's so easy. You know, everyone's like, just love yourself and then boom, you know, <laughs> you know, your whole world will change. And it really is that simple, right? When you think about it. But again, it goes back to the mindset. And, it, and, and honestly, I will say this. It's small, actionable steps towards the desired outcomes, like really becoming intentional about how you want to feel about yourself. And so um, one of the things I would say is, and I know I'm a coach, but support is everything. Like I, And it's one of the reasons I got into this uh, business and into coaching as I shifted in my own journey realizing um, that I could not have done this journey alone. I didn't have the tools. I didn't know how to understand my emotions. I didn't know how to embody, you know, myself. I didn't know how to <clears throat> change my mindset. I needed to learn those tools that none of us are born with. And most of us in our whole lifetime never learn. Like if you really think about it, we don't learn how to become emotionally aware. We don't learn how to set boundaries. We don't learn how to talk to ourselves in a healthy way. We don't learn how to eat intuitively. These are things we don't get. We think that exercise means that we have to be skinny. We don't understand how to take care of our bodies from a point of love. You have to learn these things. So one is support. Like if you don't know where to start, it's great to read, read, read. But the reason why you don't change is because you don't know how to implement those tools. So support is key. The other thing is start thinking about your source. The biggest thing about self-love is understanding that when you were born, you didn't hate yourself or love yourself. You didn't pick yourself apart and say, oh, I'm too fat or oh, I'm too skinny. You didn't know the difference, you were taught that. So there was at some point in your life from somebody or something occurred to make you start feeling that this was normal right, this picking of a part or saying that I don't look good enough or I don't feel good enough. Start working back, start journaling back to that place, finding that source. If you can find that source of where it started, you can start healing through it. So that's big for me, just journaling and writing it down, going back to the source is really how you start your journey of self-love and acceptance.
0: So when you're journaling your practice, do do you have questions that you ask yourself?
1: Yeah, so sure. Yeah. So some of the questions are um, thinking about how you feel about yourself. So I would do what's called a brain dump. I would spend five or 10 minutes just writing down all the ways you see yourself, right? Like all the things you say to yourself. And it's hard And it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good to know that you think these things about yourself. But if you can get really honest and really real with yourself, you can start stripping these feelings away. So, first, you're gonna brain dump. You know, I think I'm fat. I think I'm ugly. These are things I used to say to myself. You know, um, I think that I have too many roles. I hate my cellulite, like all the things you're gonna say. So, you're gonna brain dump it out. And then you're gonna start thinking backwards where did i first have this feeling about myself where did it come from it came from somewhere and that is really hard it might take you you might have to come back to it right you might have to step away and come back step away and come back but really think about where it started for me I thought my vitiligo was the reason I hated myself because I was spotted and people would stare at me and they would make horrible comments about my skin. And I thought if I could cure my vitiligo, I would feel good about myself. But that was not true. When I started stripping back, I realized from a young girl, I thought there was something wrong with me, but I couldn't name it. I was so, it was so normalized in my life, even in my adult years, until I got vitiligo and started doing this work, I realized I had felt this way about myself pretty much my whole life. I just didn't have a name for it. So I realized it was my mother saying, oh, if you just lost 10 pounds, you'd be so pretty. Or my aunt saying, and, and she wasn't being mean. No. My mom is, you know, was born in the 40s. Right. Women had to look a certain way and be a certain way. This is all she knew. You know, she was saying it because she thought it was love.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because she didn't know better. You yeah, know, it's like my yeah, go ahead.
0: It comes from a place of love. It, as long as you know it comes from a place of love, you're not, you're not criticizing the person for doing that. You're criticizing the language pattern and belief that you've embedded
1: boom, they didn't know that she was embedding this trauma in me. And it is trauma. It is real trauma, right? Because based on what she said is how I started to see myself, right? It was like my aunt saying, oh, you're pretty for a big girl, or don't worry, you'll grow into your body, not understanding that this language creates a mindset about who you are, because I didn't know better, you know? Um, And so I realized, one, going back to where did it come from? So Where did I start believing this about myself? Where did it begin for me? You realize, oh my God, all these thoughts I thought about myself, they're not mine. They were my mom's. They were my aunt's. They were my dad's. They were not my thoughts. I was not born. And you start saying, I'm thinking something about myself that wasn't even mine to begin with. You get what I'm saying? So it starts to help alleviate why you feel this way about yourself. You're not crazy. So it's one. Where did this thought come from? Where did the source come from? You really have to do that work. The next thing is, are these thoughts yours? Are they true? Are they really yours or were they somebody else's? Do you really believe this about yourself or did someone else ingrain this in you and you've just taken it to be your own? So where did it come from? Is it yours? Do you really believe it? Is it true? Are you the most hideous person in the world? Does everyone think you're a monster? Start questioning your thinking, right? Like, maybe not everyone thinks I'm a monster. If I'm really honest, nobody's called me a monster. So maybe it's just mine. Maybe I'm creating it, right? And then what would your life be like if you let these thoughts go? If you let these thoughts go, if you just decided not to think them, if you thought something new, how would you feel? What would your if that happened? And these questions are a great place to start. Hitting that thinking, hitting why you feel the way you
0: feel and really start questioning through. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. And it's and it's really interesting because until probably about a year ago, I didn't think about it in terms of other people's self-limiting beliefs have become mine. I have my own self-limiting beliefs, and then I have everybody else's self-limiting beliefs on top of that, which is crazy. So real.
1: Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Um. Yes, that is so true. Like you take on other people's ideas, and because it's so normalized, you don't even know you're believing something that you actually don't believe, but that you're so used to taking on people's thoughts about yourself. Right. Living for other people, worrying about what other other people's validation instead of your own. You realize when you start validating yourself, when you start thinking about what you want, how you want to feel, everything changes for you.
0: Mm, It really does. So what is beauty to you?
1: Ooh, that is so good, Heather. Um. Can you hear me okay? For some reason, my headphones just totally went out. So I just want to make sure that you can hear me. Yeah. I'm okay? I apologize. Yeah, you're good. Okay. Um, So beauty is what you want it to be. This idea of beauty standards, I don't really think exists. I think it's a a thing we've created in our society that we have to live up to. Um, But beauty is confidence. Beauty is peace beauty is love for yourself. And all of those things radiate from you. And that is what people are attracted to. That is what you're attracted to. You know, like I find myself hella sexy and I sometimes walk past myself and I'm like, "Mm, mm, mm." but you know what? And I could be looking like a mess, but really it's like, I'm just feeling so good, you know, like just, so in love with myself. And that is what beautiful is. And I, and, and I know that people say we shouldn't use the word beauty or beautiful, you know, uh, but I love that word. I think your spirit is beautiful. I think your personality is beautiful. Your skin is beautiful. You are beautiful. Your mind is like, why not? Why not step into it and just embrace it? Yeah. So
0: yeah. Yeah, fully. Yeah, fully. And, you know, all of those flaws, they tell a story. You know, if you've had children and you've got stretch marks or, or you know, loose skin or, you know, they, they tell a story. And That's they, true. our body sustained us through those things.
1: It's part of your journey. Like, it is part I- of your
0: journey. But it's not you. It's L- what not do you
1: mean journey. by that?
0: Your body is not you no you are all of the things that you put out and when you feel good from the inside you glow from the outside that's when people go you're so confident
1: yeah yeah it's so true yeah so
0: I know you've come across toxic positivity I lived toxic positivity for decades um to the point where I talk about smiling depression because I could be the biggest in the room in energy and you know, having apparently a good time and feel extremely lonely amidst a crowd of people mm-hmm. and you know a lot of times we think well as long as i've done my hair and my nails and i've you know i'm, I'm in the the right clothes or doing the right things then uh, you know i i'm gonna be positive but if we're faking it and this is the thing the fake it till you make it thing it really it really bugs me it it comes from a good place like mm-hmm. like most things mm-hmm. it was a good strategy for getting us into the right physiological state to be able to do something but it was never meant to be the strategy for living
1: Mm-mm. yeah i fully agree with you i <clears throat> i lived so many years like that like all of my 20s uh people would not even know that i was so miserable you know because i was the life of the party and smiling and like hung out with the the right people and wore the right clothes. But I was dying inside because like, I wasn't living as my true self. I was living as what I thought everybody wanted, right? If I was just happy and everyone's friend and loved, my life would be fulfilling. And it wasn't, it was so empty, but it was this quiet thing inside of me. You know, like people didn't know it, I knew it, but living with that is like killing you slowly, you know? and I do believe in positivity. And then I say this often, like when you heal and when you really step into your authentic self that comes from a place of acceptance and and love, you do live like this joyous life. Like I have to admit, I am happy a lot of the time. And the reason why is that I'm so free from other people's bull That I really walk around (laughs) joyful because when I'm faced with other people's stuff, I no longer feel shame or guilt to create boundaries. I no longer feel shame or guilt about feeling and saying what I want. I no longer feel shame or guilt by saying no. I no longer feel shame or guilt if I want to dress a certain way or look a certain way. All of that pressure is alleviated. So much of my mental real estate has been given back to me to step into things that are creative and fun and exciting. And because of that, my life is pretty good and my relationships are really good. And when I have crappy moments, which I do, because that's life, when things happen that are hard and sad, because they do, I no longer have to spiral. I have the tools. Right. To be real with myself, be pissed, be happy, be sad. But I'm not those emotions. I don't have to be happy all the time and I don't have to be sad. I can just feel it in the moment. I can get through it. I can use my tools. I get through it and then I move on with my life. And so life is pretty good. It doesn't mean life's always good. It means life is good. And there is a difference. Right. And it makes you pretty happy. It makes you feel joy a lot of the time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the lows, they're not so low and they, you don't stay down so long, you know?
1: Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. do get low. Like I always say in this healing, it's its not like you're going to have a perfect life and not have problems. Oh, I fight with my husband. I want to scream sometimes being a mother, like, you know, work can be very difficult. I have health issues. Like life is happening, you know? Um but you you have the tools to get through it much faster. You don't have to spiral with the shame and the guilt, you know, you don't you don't have to attach all of that stuff to dealing with whatever you're dealing with. You're able to feel how you need to feel, deal with it, and then move on from it. And it's a beautiful thing.
0: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. So how do we get past shame? Shame is deep,
1: right? Oh. <laughs> That is good. How do you get past shame? (sighs) That took a long time for me. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, adding the guilt and the shame of just being who I was felt like unbearable. I think that's the hardest part is feeling, not feeling bad about how you want to feel, who you are, what you think, what you look like, Um, because society tells you. That if you aren't like this in this perfect box, there's something wrong with you. That that was a lot of work for me. But I think that slowly it happens. I can't tell you that it magically happened for me one day, that I woke up and said, oh my gosh, this little backpack that I've been carrying is gone. I, was, I dropped it. I don't remember the day it happened. What I do know, though, is, is over time it felt... So much easier to speak my truth. It felt so much easier to say, like, I don't wanna do this, or I wanna do this, or I'm doing this for me. And and what I think it was, was every day choosing me. I know that seems simple, but it's so hard to every day intentionally commit to choosing me. How I wanted to feel at the beginning of my day and then work all day to achieve that goal. I had to work at it. I had to create the habit. So I say this to people. I say this to clients often. They want a quick fix. Well, I'm doing this work. I'm with you. And now I I had a bad day. I feel bad. You're going to have bad days. You're going to feel bad. You're going to feel that shame. You're going to question your thinking because you're so used to looking to other people to validate your truth. So you have to commit to creating the habit. And that sometimes doesn't come natural. So you have to create, do the things, do the steps to create the habit. And eventually one day, you no longer have to look in the mirror and say, okay, let me say how I want to feel about myself. Let me, you just do it. You just literally wake up and it becomes a part of your everyday life. So I don't know that you just, magically get get through shame and guilt. It's so attached to our everyday normal existence. I think it's something you have to really commit to and you have to create healthy habits in order to shift that thinking.
0: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was uh, about being willing to be vulnerable. Totally, yeah, yeah. Because until I was, I couldn't let it go. Yeah. Because if I'm not vulnerable, I'm tough and strong, and you know, appearing positive, and yeah. then and then it's all held in the walls of my body. Yeah. And once I let it go, then it was like, oh wow, this is real, and I can let go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think especially for women, it's so hard to be honest with yourself. Because we're just taught that we're to have to smile through we have to endure the pain to take care you know of everyone else. If you can allow yourself to just get real, get real with your emotion, get real with allowing people to see you like you said raw right That realness. when you can strip away all of the idea of what you're supposed to be and accept what you are, that's why acceptance is so huge you know if you can do that you really can get through anything
0: yeah you really can and there are there are still triggers I'm sure for you there are for me as well every day all the time yeah yeah and we just we just learn to ride those out and we go back to our truth and journaling
1: yeah truth journaling mirror work shadow i mean like i really live for meditation and breath work mindfulness i i love to move my body there are so many tools that i use to deal with my anxiety to deal with my stress to deal with my triggers because there is no like i said you don't just magically life isn't perfect but you have these tools that you learn. And those tools really help you stay grounded, you know, to the person and to your truth and to the life that you want. And and I and I say this often that how you feel about yourself, your mind goes and seeks that truth. Right. So there your mind is seeking, like if you say that you are hideous. When I got vitiligo, I would say, oh, I never wanted to leave my house. I would say I'm a monster because when I would leave my house, people would stare at me. And I wasn't used to that. Um, I lived without vitiligo for 30 something years. So when I would walk out, people would stare at me and I would just be thinking they think I'm hideous or, you know, they think I'm a monster because like people would be like staring at me, you know, and um, I would tell myself that. And so as I would leave the house, my brain is seeking proof of what I'm saying about myself. So I noticed all the stares and I noticed the whispers or if someone walked by laughing, it always came back to me looking like a monster. As I really started moving in my journey and I started doing the the work of healing, I realized that... I wasn't a monster and I was beautiful and I was just as beautiful as I was prior to having vitiligo. And I started to really believe it about myself. And then when I left the house, all of a sudden, I'm sure people still stare at me. I didn't notice it. It became like a thing that I didn't even pay attention to. And then if I did notice it, I would smile at people and then they'd smile back and life went on. And You know, then I would start getting comments like, oh, my gosh, your skin is so beautiful because I felt beautiful. And so the universe wants to prove the way you feel about yourself. Right. So like that energy that I was giving out, I was receiving back. And do I get rude comments? Do I get questions? Of course I do, because people are people. But what I learned is that has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I feel how I feel. I get to choose that and own it. And if I decide to choose something different, then I own that. But if someone says something disrespectful or hurtful to me, I know that's about their trauma, their pain, and the way they feel about themselves. And it has very little to do with me. And I get to own what's mine. And I get to let go of and not worry about things that don't belong to me. And that is freedom. Like, all of a sudden, yeah feels great, right? So it's like it is that work and it's committing to that work until it becomes natural. I don't even think about it now. I just moved like I just moved through it. Yeah.
0: Oh, I love that. I yeah. absolutely love that because it it's it, I I experienced something not similar, but my own um, story around that is is in performing cabaret, who wants to see somebody this old? Who wants to see somebody that's not in in perfect shape? Who wants to see somebody yeah. who, you know, I, I don't dance well. This is the ironic thing. For a paid dancer, I don't dance well. Like, I no, <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I have no rhythm and I can't follow choreography. But I I use my body as an instrument. That's all. That's, I'm just moving it to yeah. tell a story. Yeah. And that's what I love about cabaret. But the thing is, when I first went there, I was not okay with people not being okay with me.
1: Boom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then you have to work backwards to that to, to get to the point that you've just made, which is, you know, that's their thing.
1: Has nothing to do with that.
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. So speaking of cabaret, Albany. Okay. Okay. So, but if you were going to go on a stage and perform some sort of cabaret, be it singing, dancing, uh, drag queen, drag king, um, contortion, uh, comedy, you, whatever you would want to be in a small club with an intimate audience, what kind of performance would you want to be doing? Oh
1: my gosh. I don't even know where to begin. First of all, I love cabaret. I think I would like to do some sort of dancing and maybe some sensual movements, um, like a burlesque kind of cabaret. Is that
0: cabaret? Yeah that's, my, yeah. that's my gem. Yeah.
1: I feel like that would be me all day because I can't sing I'm not a great dancer, but I can kind of sway a little bit. I think I'm cute. So yeah, I think I could do, I think for sure, I am um, I super like over the top with my body often, you know, and so I feel like I would really tap into that, you know, um, so for sure.
0: I can fully see, I can fully see that. Yeah. Because that is what it is. It's about owning your space. And it's about feeling good about it and not worrying what everybody else is going to think and telling your story.
1: Yeah, past I past. think I could do a good job with that. That would be good. fun. No, yeah.
0: OK, <laughs> and if you could only have one prop, what prop would you take on a stage?
1: OK, I got to really think about that. So maybe like a chair or... I knew like you a pole although I don't know how to use a pole at all but like a chair or something that I could like sit on or move on or lean on or something like that
0: okay so first of all um because i I performed Ariel before I ever performed burlesque and mm-hmm. I really struggled with how am I gonna perform without the pole and it was a very dear friend of mine who's actually started confidence through Cabaret with me who said, the pole is, you know, that's that's your instrument. But when you don't have the pole, your body is the instrument, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It, and you could, I mean, you don't have to be able to do pole. You don't have to be able to go up the pole. Just going around it. You, mm-hmm. I mean, try this with a door frame. Like the next time you're in the mood to kind of move your body or whatever,
1: okay. hold
0: onto a door frame and just kind of move against it. It's the same same kind of sensation as a pole. I it's am gonna to-
1: do that like tonight.
0: Yeah, it's very simple. Okay. You can kind of, you can kind of, you know, uh, as long as you don't hold on tightly to the door frame, you can, you can, you know, do what we would call a um, a, a pirouette underneath your arm and twirl around. You yeah. can grind against it. You can do all kinds of different things with a with a door frame, just as you yeah. would with a pole or with any kind of aerial apparatus.
1: I love it. I'm all about. I'm going to try that actually. I um I tell people like I love feeling sexy and. I say like I buy lingerie all the time and I wear it and it's I I don't nobody sees it except for me. It's all about me and I like sit in the mirror and dance and my husband will like see it randomly like month later and be like, is that new? And I'm like, no. I it's just all for me. So I will do that. I like I, I love that. it. So I my. love
0: that you can do body waves and you know Ooh. gyrate against it. I and love it. it and shimmy Ooh. towards it. You can play. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just so much fun. We did that. We did a, a whole workshop on that. We have a, a member site on confidence to cabaret, and that was the first workshop I did. Was just get in a door frame and just just play with it and just yeah just, yeah.
1: OK, so you're
0: going to so you're going to have a chair, though, on stage. I love that for you. Pole is I hard totally you have because it doesn't um, it, it do- unless you're in a strip club, it it, te- it tends to have like nothing on the top. So it's a little bit wobbly. But um, and it's, it's a little bit more difficult. But a chair, I mean, get a chair out. Do you chair mm-hmm. dance?
1: I don't. I oh, don't chair you dance. do now. OK, I'm going to okay. do it. I'm okay. all for it.
0: Because this will convince you that that you've chosen that your gut instinct about having a chair to be in and like chair dancing is my favorite. And it was actually my second workshop that I did on the on the website. Um, Chair dancing is my favorite. Okay, you can do so much on a chair. You can. you can. That learn. I know
1: because I work out on a chair sometimes when I'm tired or not feeling well. So
0: Yeah. So just just get a little little grindy and sensual and playful with your chair.
1: I will. This is and exciting. Can- I will definitely try it.
0: I, and, and I'm sort of picturing this as like your throne. Like I'm sort of picturing your stage one to be something very beautiful and soft. Yeah. Soft, soft to begin, soft to begin. So, soft is harder to do tricks on and, and acrobatics, but but something that's you know kind of beautifully covered. Or mm. I can totally see you on that. Yeah. Okay, so Albany, you're about to go on stage with your chair, doing your burlesque style dancing. Okay. Uh, what is the introduction? What is your stage name? Please welcome on oh. the stage. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Yes, you do. And then I'll tell you why I'm asking this afterwards. But you okay. do know. Oh. You're never gonna be the same after this. It's fine.
1: I know, really, oh, I'm trying to think, oh my gosh. Okay, um, um. dang, what could my name be that's like super me?
0: Well, yeah, it has to be you. Like sometimes people try to be really clever and they try and make a name that is you know, a little bit, uh, play on words or, okay. you know, but it doesn't need to be that. It just can be, if I tell you that my stage name now is also Helen. Oh, is it? also <laughs> Helen. And that's what, cause you know me as Helen. Yeah. Most people know me as Helen, but, um, which is what I use in my, in my private life. But, um, but my stage name is also Helen. Because, well, why did
1: you choose that? Can I ask?
0: Yeah, because, so I was Helen back. Okay. again, Helen. And it was all about this whole kind of resurrection of, you know, coming back and all that I'd been through. And it was therapy for for me to be able to process those things. Um, And most of it was, or a lot of it was having been through hell and telling those stories. And I didn't want to tell those anymore. And so I became also Helen because there's so many tones of voice to that because I'm also... Helen Mm -hmm. and I'm strong and I'm fierce and I'm feminine and Mm -hmm. I'm also Helen you know I have messages also I do I strip effectively also Mm -hmm. I have things to say about the patriarchy also Mm -hmm. I have things to say about these rules that we make about women's bodies that are not autonomous Mm -hmm. also I don't apologize also I'm Helen
1: so can I just be like, does it have to be like a name name? Like, could it be butterfly? Yes. Yes. I feel like that, I love that. And I think it's like super pretty. And also I feel like I've always had this obsession with butterflies. I have so many butterfly tattoos. Um, and then it was funny that I got vitiligo, which cracked me up because <laughs> butterflies can be all different colors. And I, I it, it was great, but Um, Just my personal journey of um, coming out of like this shell essentially and being one way and creating this new beautiful thing that kind of is free and, and like can look many different ways and for me you know, people always say like, oh, I see you one way and then you switch up or I see you one way. But I I have felt like in my freedom of finding me, one of the most beautiful things is that there's no limitation of what I have to look like or be like, I'm a mom, I'm in my forties, right? Like I can be all of these things. I created this beautiful career later in life out of my own journey. I struggled to have children. I'm a woman, I'm a black woman. I have vitiligo. I'm all of these things and yet I'm none of them. Like that is the freedom of it all that I get to decide like what I feel like being and if I want to be serious or if I don't. And I I love that symbol of a butterfly. I love what it represents for me. So I like that name.
0: I love that. I love that. And you, and you, you can, (laughs) excuse me, you can tap into that. You can tap into that energy. And that's why I ask that because A lot of the work that I do is in questioning that imposter voice that tells you that you're not good enough or Mm. or who are you to be doing this. And I like to have the other voice, which is my stage voice that goes, you know what? I'm in Helen and I know what I'm doing Yeah, and I'm strong and I'm fierce and I'm capable and I'm fearless. Yeah. That is so real. I love it so much.
1: And it reminds you of what you've gone through. It reminds you. And I think you have to remember that to stay on this journey because it is a lifetime commitment. It is not like you do it and then boom, if you're just riding. No, you constantly have to commit and remind yourself of the life you want, of how you want to feel and who you want to be. You know, you have to continuously step into that. So I love that so much.
0: Yeah. I love that as well. And I think, I think the, the symbolism and that's why I asked you because we do know what our name would be.
1: We Mm -hmm. do know
0: what's inside of us. We can put a name to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that can give us strength because that tells us this is who I am and this is where I've, where I've been and this is where I'm going. This is what, this is how I, how I'm represented as energy.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. That's so good. That is so good. I I told you I love what you do. I love it. (laughs) I love how we have different perspectives, but it's the same exact thing. It's so beautiful to just talk to someone else who also does this work and has this whole other way of thinking about how we get here. It's so cool. So cool. So cool,
0: and I'm not going to let you forget about Butterfly because I know we're going to have a conversation in your group Dude. later. Yeah, on. in
1: January, I'm super excited. Yes, <laughs> it's going to be great. Do. It's going to be so yummy. I cannot it
0: wait. So yummy. And speaking yeah. of groups on social media, how mm-hmm. do we get hold of you if you're listening? On All right,
1: podcast? so you can you can find me on Instagram at albany.busby. You can go to my website, book a free consult with me. It's at albanybusbycoaching.com. And you can join my Facebook group for women, which is facebook.com slash groups slash loving body.
0: I searched it. If you search it on Facebook, you can find uh, in, in, you know, just on the search thing, you can find it. If you look up Albany Busby and you look up uh, loving body, you'll find it. Oh, great. Well, there you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you know the link because I never know the link. I always have to search people.
1: I do because um, I'm so bad at social media um, that when I started like really getting into it, I was like always messing up. And so you, you memorize everything. You learn it quick. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. (laughs) So Albany is A-L-B-A-N-Y. Mm-hmm. If you're listening on podcast and you can't see it up on the screen and Busby's B-U-S-B-Y. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check out the website. Look her up mm-hmm. online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly, you are, you are such an approachable person. And I, I don't you. even know how we started talking, but we did. And I'm so happy that we did.
1: Cause you are amazing. And I was so curious about what you do more. I needed to know more. It's it's so interesting. And, um, I'm obsessed. Like I said, I wish that I was where you were because I would be in one of your classes immediately. I'm um, doing it. Cause I think it's fantastic. And I think, um, just, Women finding access in ways to heal and to embrace their bodies and embrace themselves and um, find acceptance in their lives where they have felt pain or shame is so necessary. So I just I just love what you do. And your energy is what I feed off of. I am such an energy person. So it was so easy to connect with you.
0: Oh, thank you. And you, and you, it's, it, it, just, it, just, is, it just, just is so natural when you're aligned with somebody. And I cannot wait. I'm going to need a message at some point in the next few days. What you find when you play with your door frame and or your chair.
1: I will let you know, and I plan to do it like tonight <laughs> or tomorrow.
0: Feeling your butterfly. and you Feeling know what my I butterfly. Love, you know what I love most about butterfly? Tell is me. it takes up space? It spreads its wings, and that just That's makes it. Me so happy. Yeah, because women we, we shrink and we and we silence ourselves, and we don't. We're quiet.
1: To. Yeah,
0: yeah. And that
1: is one. It's like taking up space, allowing yourself to be seen, and not for other people anymore. And that is that difference of that toxic positivity, that pretending, right? Like is when you're being an imposter and when you're doing it for someone else, you think you're taking up space, but you're shrinking yourself. And it is so different to take up space for you to be heard, to be seen. It's one of the reasons, again, why I started coaching, that I started telling my story, that I started screaming it from the rooftop. Something that I was so ashamed of became the driving force in stepping into this person that I am today, right? And never looking back. And and I will never quiet my voice again. I will never feel ashamed about my story, my journey, which is beautiful and sad and hard, but like brought me here, you know? So it was meant to be. And um, again, that acceptance and love, that's it right there. So, yeah.
0: That was your cocoon. That was my
1: cocoon. (laughs) Yes. And I also love that butterflies have all these edges, right? Some pointy parts, some curvy parts. And like for me, that really is life that it's not straight up and down. It's not a one note. It's just this beautiful, beautiful lines, right? shapes and 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 curves and and I love that. I love knowing that life's gonna be bumpy, but that you can get through it. Like, and you can survive you can fly you can spread your wings right and that that knowing that is everything
0: i don't think anybody has ever looked at a butterfly and not been like oh, look a butterfly
1: exactly i know i know that's how i feel about myself every time i see myself i'm like ooh there she is
0: <laughs> I'm
1: so happy right now. I'm so happy. But no, see, I know. am serious though, but I am. I am like,
0: yep, there she is. There she is. Glowing She's
1: and growing. All day. Oh, I
0: love that. I love that so much. Thank you so much oh, for being here you. and for spreading your message, for sharing your story. Yeah. and 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 really for helping people to 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 recognize when they need this you know to yeah. be able to recognize because there will be some people listening who will go yeah yeah i get that and then there'll be other people who go oh, i want to get that yeah. i want i i, wanna I want that. that yeah yeah you
1: just have to figure out where you are and what your need is yeah yeah So I I hope my message can help someone and someone can relate to my story. And thank you for giving me the space to share it. Um, I can't wait till we do it again. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Well, it just remains to sign off. Uh, uh, This has been Albany Busby. I am Heather Jean. This is the Confidence Through Cabaret podcast reminding you that it is your body it is your world and it is your stage take up space be a beautiful butterfly
1: (laughs) i love it thank you so much heather thank Thank you so much for having me
0: it's a pleasure thanks again